Welcome to Love Mia Vita podcast, the podcast to women for women. I'm Jerry DiPiano, women's healthcare advocate and founder of Fem Pharma. I'm joined by Dr. Deborah Saltman, physician, researcher, the thinker, and medical director. Thanks, Jerry. I'm really proud to be a part of Fem Pharma's commitment to keeping women healthy and safe and this series of podcasts. Together, we're providing solutions for women who care about living their best lives at any age. As trailblazers, we aim to break down the myths and provide the truths about everything women want and care about. Imagine that. We asked women what they want, and we're about to deliver it. By the way, we hope to entertain you, and that's no BS. Over the coming months, we'll be speaking with experts about topics that matter, mental and physical well-being, and what more could be done. We will push our experts to give you answers that are real. So send us your questions, and here's to loving our lives. So today we're going to be talking about second opinions. Jerry, did you know that one in every three patients would like a second opinion? Now, usually it's about orthopedics or oncology, but most of our women, and that's our big community, are worried about their vulvovaginal health, the menopause, headaches, dry skin, sexual problems. They're the kind of things they want to talk with us about. And they're the kind of things that are tricky to get a first opinion, let alone a second opinion about. Even as a physician, when I'm going to try to get a second opinion, I try to think about why I want the second opinion. Because sometimes a second opinion can turn into the 12th or the 13th or the 14th second opinion. Jerry, have you ever gone for a second opinion or had a first opinion that you didn't like? <laughs> yes, I've had several. And I have to be honest with you, the second opinion was equally as confusing as the first opinion, and it made me want to seek a third and yeah. a fourth opinion. So it's, it, there was inconsistent advice that was provided, and quite frankly, at a point, I wanted to throw up my hands. Because I know a little bit about th this area, I actually went to textbooks and, and went and did my own research to come up with a conclusion that seemed to work for me. But it wasn't easy, and I was extremely frustrated. Yeah, well, we now know that if you take a second opinion, a third, a fourth, even up to a twelfth opinion, every time you get an extra opinion, it makes your dissatisfaction increase. You just get more and more dissatisfied. And in fact, most women report after the third or fourth opinion, they are unhappy. And 12% keep on seeking other opinions. So with that, we want to try to provide for our people, our women, we want to provide support for the long haul. We want to be there for the long haul, for a company that's going to stay and help women rather than women having to keep on seeking opinion after opinion after opinion and not knowing what to do with it. And, you know, lots of our customers that we get, Jerry, come to talk to us after they've had about 12 opinions and a lot of them, like you, have looked at the literature, thought about it themselves, taken the course of action and still have got problems. And I guess for that reason, there are three key messages about long-term care. Problems rarely occur overnight, so they can't be solved overnight. Second one, 
Treatments take time to work, especially if the problem is a long-standing one. And thirdly, many of the over-counter treatments are just guessing. There's no guarantee that the product in there is the product that they're using or it's been tested or is reliable. Thank God for FDA cleared solutions. I know a lot of people have trouble with the FDA, but I think that they provide a service so that women can be sure that the products that they are using are safe and not snake oil. I agree with you, Deb. And obviously, as a company that prides itself on having received FDA clearance when and where necessary, and also for thinking about the way in which we label products, it's really important that women know that some of the products that are out there, whether they are in the retail, pharmacy, or box store, or whether they're online, some of the products make outrageous claims. They also use disclaimers such as these statements have not been evaluated by the US FDA, but it really is very, it's a very empty promise because in some cases, even though they may use that disclaimer, they use language that's impermissible in their labeling, making assertions about, in, in some cases, how it can improve or completely transform your sex life or how it can cure overactive bladder. Most of these over-the-counter products should not be making these outrageous claims. And that's where the FDA comes in, and that's why we have chosen to work closely with the regulatory agency so that when we promote, when we promote our product, it is in conformance with what the FDA requires in terms of the way in which we describe whatever benefit may be derived from one of our products. It's really, really important because so often women are sold down a particular line of a particular product without any evidence because we are in need of things. I mean, I think there's a whole range of topics there that we could talk about, um, but what do you think we should talk about next time? So I think there's a, um, there's a fair amount of confusion around what and how we should care for our, how we should care for our vaginas and vulvas. And because it's a very sensitive mucosal surface, we have to be very, very tuned in to what should and shouldn't be done to the very important, what I refer to as our sacred feminine. Mm. Um, and how we can maintain our vitality. The vital vagina. The vital Excellent. vagina. You know, it reminds me of the parallel in the last century, the mid-century, where women and madness, any emotion that a woman had was depression or anxiety or madness or hysteria. The same sort of thing is now happening to women and their vaginas. It's like, my vagina's not sick. I don't always have an infection. It's not smelly, it's my vagina. And my vulva's nice, thank you very much. It looks just fine, thank you very much. And I think we need to talk about those things, don't you? I do, and unfortunately, we, wanted, we wanna have this conversation in a way that makes women feel comfortable. So this is not something that should be a taboo topic. Unfortunately, it sometimes is a taboo topic, and we associate this with when we, particularly when we have an illness or when we you know, are aging and estrogen is declining, we view this as being disabled or incapacitated or in some way, shape or form that we are old and decrepit. And that's not the case. It's like our skin. Exactly, and it's an important part of us. I mean, a lot of it's hidden from us most of the day, but you know, we need to be sure that we are looking after all of our skin. 
just like we look after our face and our teeth, we've got to look after our vulvas and vaginas. And you know, one of the things that disturbs me is it's, it's like air freshness. We always have to have some kind of freshener for down there because it must be smelly. Like, you know when you put an air freshener in a room, it's stale and the, the smell like, or, you know, when you go into Ubers or in or lifts or in taxis, there's this little thing hanging there making you think the air is better. Well, I get really upset for women who think they're going to put some kind of smell up there to make it smell better. It's perfectly reasonably smelling as it is. We should not be perfuming our vaginas. Absolutely. And also washing like can't understand why we can't just use my mother always told me use water on your face just use water wash your face in water if you've got makeup take the makeup off but don't use any harsh substances to clean your face and she was right and my brother-in-law is a dermatologist and he says yes of course she was she knew what she was talking about the same sort of thing I wonder why gynecologists don't say don't put anything up your vagina that's soapy. Don't put alkali up there. You'll just get an infection. This is more hype from companies that want to sell perfumed products for body parts that weren't made to be polluted with soaps, perfumes, and fragrances. We will share some of our own knowledge from the research about how you should take care of your vagina and vulva and how to keep it healthy. I can't wait to talk about vulva and vaginal vitality. Till next time, Jerry. Love me a vita.